0: to another episode of Dose of Dividends, I'm your host, Dr. Dividend. And today I have the pleasure of sitting down with Justine. You might know her as Miss Financial Fit from Twitter. Justine, how are you doing today?
1: Hello, hello. I am fired up. It is 9.02 a.m. over here on the West Coast in Los Angeles. This is normally my bright eye, bushy tail. I'm normally like this. So I'm fired up. I'm super excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. On oh, thanks your so much podcast. for coming on.
0: Uh, So tell us a little bit about yourself, Justine.
1: Sure thing. So my name is Justine. I'm known as Miss Financial Fit on Twitter and Miss Financial Fitness on Instagram. I have been in the education space for over 14 years. I am a former ESL teacher, so I've had the opportunity to teach abroad as well as here in the States. And now I'm a turned financial educator and so certified financial educator so um, I have a strong passion for education and really I'm just here because I want to be able to help people build a deeper connection with their with their wealth journeys and so super excited to be here.
0: (laughs) So listeners listeners are in for a treat because I myself if you don't know already I am a educator I'm an elementary school special ed teacher so you guys are in for an educational episode. So you mentioned that you're a certified financial educator. What does that entail? Like, what was that process? And how do you reach people with that accreditation?
1: Yeah, so I really wanted to deepen my understanding of becoming a financial educator. And so I went online and started looking at different programs. And then I found a certification program uh, that really worked for me and my schedule at the time. So that's kind of how I jumped into getting the process. I did like six months worth of training. I took the test, the exams, all of that, which, you know, I think is, is important and it's great. I think what drove me to become a certified financial educator was number one, I've been in the education space for over 14 years. So I've already been in the classroom and it's always something that I've really enjoyed. And really, dude, I'm going to tell you right now, I fucked up in my twenties. I fucked up financially, mm-hmm. I made so many financial mistakes. And it wasn't until my mid not even not even my mid 20s. It was probably like, mid late 20s. Then all of a sudden, I realized I was living in Turkey at the time in Istanbul. And I had to choose between food and rent. And at that point, I was like, so fed up with living paycheck to paycheck and just being really angry inside and so I I had to find a way to reflect come back and realize like oh girl if you want to be good with money you're gonna have to educate yourself with money because you didn't learn it in school you didn't. you know what I mean like that's one
0: thing that they don't teach you in school unfortunately like you're not it's not something I was I have the benefit of having a really good business teacher in high school he taught me all about accounting personal finance and all that and I am very blessed to have that but i can't say the same for everybody and it's easy i even made common mistakes like i bought a new car way too early like granted i paid it off by now but i bought it too early and if i could go back i would have bought something used saved invested the money earlier and not fucked around with day trading because that's how i started investing air quotes right so i started day trading also Mm -hmm. it's dangerous you get you get the hit of one good thing and you think you know everything and turns around and you're on top you're either on top of your phone all day seeing what's up, what's down by a few pennies and trying to time this and time that and yeah. you hit right once and you feel like you're the man, but after <laughs> a while you you can lose 90% in one day. So too risky one. for me. I've learned my lesson. Can you speak more to like those mistakes that you made in your twenties that kind of like held okay. you back at the beginning?
1: So if you don't mind, my friend, I'm going to give you the three turning point moments. Yeah. That that it was it was like. Like. Oh, shit. Okay. So first one, I was living in, as I mentioned, I was living in Istanbul, Turkey at the time as an ESL teacher. I was not earning dollars. I was earning the Turkish lira. And that shit compared to the US dollar is like nothing.
0: Highly inflationary whoo, like
1: nothing. And so I still had my student loans, dude, that I was paying back home Mm
0: -hmm.
1: off Turkish lira. So, you know, the conversion rate, it was just a thing. But during my time there, that was the hardest year of my life. I was 24, 25 at the time. I turned 25 there. And it was just the hardest time of my life. Number one, the culture was really different. Number two, I was working seven days a week, 12 hour days. Mm -hmm. I wasn't making shit. And there came a point where I was literally like, Oh my gosh, do I pay my rent? Or what? Like, how do I pay for this food? So it just became this mental fuckery trying to figure out and just really just trying to survive. So I was in the survival mode. I don't know. I don't know about you, dude, but like, sometimes you just get so angry. You get so angry because you're in this like crappy situation. Yeah. And I'm trying to understand like, why am I here? And I just had the worst narrative that I was telling myself. Right. And so eventually I just said, I need to pick up another shit. I need to pick up like some extra work. So Mm -hmm. I asked my boss and I was like, can I pick up private lessons? And he was like, you know what, Justine, I've got something for you. So I ended up picking up two, two days a week at this business firm and they needed to learn business English. So I said, I'll take it. So not only was I working seven, seven days a week, 12 hours, but dude, I was on top of that. I was going straight to twice that week. I had shifted my schedule a little bit so I could go in the evenings and mm-hmm. finish at 11 o'clock at night. So it was just so hard for me. And it was that turning point of having to choose between food and rent that I was like, okay, girl, you need to figure your shit out. Yeah. So that's where that mindset started to come that started to switch where it it was like, you need to pick up another shift to make more money. So that it's already, you know what I mean? So that, that was there. Number two mistake. Number two, I got involved with just the wrong people. I I was in shitty relationships with uh, partners. I don't even want to call them partners because they were just like, n- not even that, but meaning because they were, it was just an unhealthy relate. Really? They were unhealthy relationships. And mm-hmm. by being surrounded by those people that did not serve me. And in fact, it just kind of contributed to the anger, right? Um, one of them in particular, I took care of that person financially, pretty much for everything. So I was covering rent, buying groceries. I took care of that person, um, thinking that this person would be there for me, I think, you know. It, like it, emotionally it, or? Yeah, in this relationship, yeah. you know. Like, this was like my significant other for two years. Yeah. But it was, it, I just felt so alone. So I, and, and someone that was being mooched off of, you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And again, the reason why I allowed that shit was because I wasn't good with myself, right? Like I was over here trying to just thinking to myself, like, I'll take care of you. But really I was like, dude, why am I taking care of you when I should be taking care of myself first? So again, that, that was the next mistake. And there was just money flying everywhere. I wasn't tracking it. I wasn't doing any of that.
0: One thing that's I tell absolutely. myself like and I tell people in that same situation you can't water someone else's garden before you water your own. So Definitely. that's kind of how I think of it and it's it becomes difficult if you're trying to take care of everyone else around you and you don't take care of yourself first. And yeah. it's not selfish to take care of yourself cuz it's yourself. You got to you got to be looking out for yourself too. So I can see how that happens. So number 3, what would you yeah. say?
1: Number so number 3 was all right, dude, I'm just going to say it. I went to the emergency room a couple of times, just for dumb shit. So one time in Vegas, oh, I... story here. <laughs> here's the story. I didn't think I that's
0: up... of one time in Vegas, right?
1: One time in Vegas, yeah. I, ended... I ended up in the emergency room and that bill was fucking fat. It mm-hmm. was ridiculous how much it cost to to be sent to the emergency room. And I remember getting that bill come in, that bill coming in and I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, why is this so expensive? So, long story short, I go back and forth with the insurance company, and they basically tell me you do not need to pay this three hundred dollars, right? They're like, it's covered. Your the co- we'll we'll cover it for you. They gave me this whole narrative. I didn't bother to really follow up with that. Next thing you know, dude, I keep every month. I'm getting that that I'm getting that reminder. Hey, you owe this much. You owe this much. Whatever, and I'm ignoring it because the insurance company told me to ignore it. Right. Then I get the pink slip dude. And if you've ever gotten a pink slip, that means you go into collections. Okay. So I went into collections. So imagine my friend that I come back from Turkey and I'm just like beaten to the ground financially. Okay. Right. I have low self esteem. Then I get involved with shitty partners okay Mm -hmm. then on top of that i go into collections. so it's just this never ending it's like you're going through the mud and every time something better happens it just again so i was making all these mistakes it made me realize i was like man i need to prioritize my health so that i can make healthier decisions about (laughs) my money right about my personal development and really focusing more on myself so that I can just present myself in a better way to this world. So it was a combination of just being so rough in my twenties that I realized I'm like, you know what? I've got to. it's time to change. This is not working. Like I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. So those three life-changing moments happened to me. And that was how I knew, okay, it's time. It's time, girl. You're done. So
0: so a couple follow-up questions. One, what brought you back from Turkey to America? And two, what happened in Vegas? I need the story.
1: Okay. So, okay. What happened in Turkey was I did not want to quit on myself. And so my contract was one year. So I decided, okay, I'm just going to stick it through one year. I need to keep this promise to myself. And so I stayed one year, but bro, I was out the moment, yeah. that mm-hmm. moment that contract ended, I was like, I'm done. And then I decided I'm going to go live in New York. And I ended up getting my master's degree in New York. Uh, so that's the reason why I left.
0: Was your yeah. master's in education or? It was. That's funny. I'm in the middle of getting my master's for education.
1: Oh, that's yeah. cool. What are you getting your master's in? Special ed. I love it. I yeah. love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So I came back, I did international education. I got my master's degree in international education because I wanted, you know, I was already in the international education space. I really liked it. And then my, really my end goal, uh, before I turned 40 or by 40 is that I want to build a school in the Philippines. So I think you might have seen me tweet that. A couple yeah. Times that's, that's
0: really inspiring stuff
1: yeah so that's the that's the end goal right like that's that's the next end goal that I would like to achieve and so I'm building up to that uh
0: but to have those really like long-term goals too because you know like if your day-to-day is not headed towards those long-term goals then you know something's up so like yeah. it's really good to have those like short-term medium and long-term goals because you got to make sure that you're checking yourself on that path to what you want really long-term so exactly. that's really inspiring stuff
1: yeah yeah and you know I I i keep that goal in front of me because i want i want to be able to give back and i think that was another reason why or not just not necessarily give back but that was another reason why i wanted to i transition into the financial education space was to serve people that look like me right um and that's like really a big that's important to me and so that's one of the reasons why i went into financial education because I want to be able to represent my community.
0: <laughs> yeah, I respect that. And just get back to where you came from. Really important stuff. Oh yeah. I'm not gonna let you go. Vegas story. How did we end up yeah.
1: there? Yeah. So okay, dude, I just partied too hard.
0: Been there, done that. <laughs> Maybe not emergency room, but I've been there. Yeah. Oh,
1: bro. Probably was...
0: could have ended up in the emergency room, but <laughs> had some good friends. Oh, no.
1: I'm glad you didn't. I ended up in the emergency room because I party too hard. Yeah. I <laughs> party too hard. And um, yeah, I, I ended up in the emergency room. And I I knew after that, I was like, oh my God, I, I really never want to be in the emergency room unless it's something that it, it really truly is an emergency, not because I was fucking partying.
0: Not something self-inflicted basically.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. You know, so yes, my friend, I can't go into details, but you get it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm moving on. I've seen some of your stuff on Twitter about going back to school to teach some of your financial curriculum. What's that been like so far?
1: I love it. I love it with so much of my heart. Like I, the energy you're getting now, you like the students get it. I give it. And it's just like, it's even bigger. It's something that I truly enjoy. And I, and, and I just, to me, and you're a teacher, so you know this, you know, if I can speak to one soul, I know that I've done my job, right? Like for me, the way that I look at it is like one life is someone's universe. So if, for example, a couple of months back, I did a workshop for 400 seniors, Right at a local high school and they were talking, you know, they were just being seniors, being high school seniors. Right. But there were students in that crowd. When I was looking at them, they were zoned in.
0: really You know
1: what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I told myself, I'm like, I'm speaking to you. Like you are, I am speaking to you. Yeah. There's other kids that are talking right now, but I'm speaking to the ones that are here that are invested, that are listening. And for me, the biggest the big most important is that if one of them can walk away and saying you know what justine said something that was really interesting like they start they start being curious then i think i've won already you see what i'm saying so it's been tons of fun and like it's building momentum i've got a i've got one gig that's coming up for two weeks i'm going to be doing a a financial literacy boot camp for ninth graders. So I'm super excited about that. That's going to be in March. I have another meeting set up next Friday to talk about coaching or doing personal finance with a high school basketball team. So I'm like,
0: really exciting stuff.
1: Dude, you know how it is. You know how it's like money go broke, go bankrupt. And it's like, so yeah, it's, I'm super excited that I get to to, you know this is the ball is rolling
0: my friend. Mm-hmm. and wh- <laughs> it's one thing to make money another thing to keep it so i'm glad that you get to really get through to the youth at this age and i think that ninth grade's a perfect year to really like hammer those concepts home with people because had i not been mistakenly mm-hmm. actually put into a personal finance class in ninth grade i probably wouldn't be where i was today Wow! very yeah I was mistakenly yeah I was a freshman in a all it was a class made for seniors somehow ended it up in there during my schedule and I stuck it out because the teacher was so good and I didn't tell anybody and I really I I think it might have just been like some type of divine intervention how I ended up because I really wouldn't be where I was without it and it was that same phenomenal teacher we talked about
1: oh yeah did you do you write back to him do you like tell him hey
0: Mm-hmm. So I just reached out to him. I'm supposed to have lunch with him soon, but he went on vacation. But I did reach out to him because the hustler and me used the detail cars when I was in high school in my spare time. So I, yeah. he was actually my first customer and he was like, oh, Aww. take the chance. Yeah. So I had his phone number saved after all these years and I reached back out to him and I was just like, hey, I've started writing online about investing. I'm really passionate about it. And I just want to say thank you for all the personal finance stuff that you taught me while I was in high school, yeah, he's made such a world of difference. So, and he's part part of the reason why I went back to be a teacher too. So very influential guy in my life.
1: Oh, see, that's why I love teachers. You know, oh, Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful story. Oh, thanks for sharing that.
0: Oh, no problem. So wrap up the personal finance section of this podcast. I just wanted, if you could go back to yourself 10 years or maybe to somebody 10 years younger than you, What kind of personal finance tip would you give them to just make sure they set out on the right path?
1: Okay. So I, I, this is, I wish I could give a lot of tips. Mm -hmm. I wish I could. So 10, I'm 34. okay? Okay. So 10 years ago, I was 24. When I was 24, I was living in Istanbul, Turkey. So what would I tell 24 year old Justine or what would I tell 24 year old anyone is that if you feel angry when you talk about money, I want you to know that that is a reflection of how you see yourself. And that's not necessarily like a technical personal finance tip, but my tip is you need to change your narrative. That's the first Thing I would say to my 24 year old self or any 24 year old who is, who is literally saying to themselves, like, I'm not good with money. I hate when my friends talk about money. Why can't I afford this like that narrative? It's got to go.
0: It's a mindset it's, thing. Yeah,
1: it's a 100% mindset thing. And to tie it kind of back to the question about personal teaching personal finance in school, my program focuses on mindset and emotions and also obviously the technical piece of like budgeting money management saving investing of course compound interest I teach that as well but so much of it there's such a focus on mindset and the psychology of money and emotions because at the end of the day our emotions drive our decisions
0: absolutely and that's the foundation is your mindset because you can't really grow budgeting and grow your income streams if you don't have the mindset in the beginning
1: so, exactly, yeah, you need so that that, exactly, exactly. So that's my biggest. If I would tell a 24 year old, I would tell 24 year old Justine, I'd be like, Girl, you need to change your narrative because I hated talking about money. I was like really angry, I was really bitter. I hated when other people would be like, Oh, I want to make 10,000 a month. It would piss me off, dude. Yeah, it would, it
0: would I've, be- I've been there too. And it took it took a lot of reading, a lot of reflection and a lot of understanding of people that have made it instead of hating the wealthy, because I I was one that hated the wealthy and understanding that a lot of them are self-made. And even if in my little area, my little like corner of the world that a lot of them weren't self-made, the truth is, when you look outside of your little like surrounding circumstances, the majority of wealthy people were self-made and instead of hating on them just try to learn why, how, how did they make it there? So it really is a mindset thing. I think that tip's huge.
1: Absolutely. I'm 100% with you on that. Mindset first, man. Mindset first, right? So changing that narrative and and how we talk to ourselves.
0: Awesome. All right. So changing gears. I originally did find you on Twitter through dividend investing. And I know you're personal finance first, but how do you approach your dividend investing? How did you become a dividend investor? And like, what are some things that you...
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I wanted to become a dividend investor because again, remember that I changed my narrative. Mm-hmm. So I was, now I was like, how do I make more money? Right? So I was looking for income streams. I wanted to increase my income streams. And then I started reading. I was like, wait a second. Dividends are passive income, which means sleep money, which yes. means I can make money in my sleep. Like I sold myself the dream, dude. I l- <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like it's life changing. It, I try to tell people around me it is life changing.
1: Yeah, exactly. Even if
0: it's a dollar. It's amazing to see some money come in and you're not actively doing something yeah. to earn that money.
1: I love it. And that's exactly what it comes down to, dude. When I got my first like dividend payment, it was like 49 cents, something yeah. like that, right? I was like, "Oh, oh
0: my god." But, but it showed up and you were like, "Thank you because it you didn't have to work for it." Your money is working for you as opposed to you working for your money. And making that shift is unbelievable. And you can't see money the same way again after that.
1: I, I stand by you 100%. I don't look at money the same. I dividend investing made me look at investing completely different. So that's why I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to continue to DCA. Doesn't matter. Like doesn't matter if it's green or red, I'm going to continue to just put in because I'm playing the long game and I know that my dividends are going to just continue to grow if I continue to reinvest them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then for me, I wanted to just, I just want time, my friend. Yeah. I just want more time, you know? No, we're
0: a lot alike in that aspect. Like, that's the one thing you can't get back. So whatever you can do to supplement the time spent at work, do it. So uh, you say so you take the DCA approach. I um, am more of a lunatic with more times on my hands. So I, I search for value. I'm just scratching the surface on valuation, but I've been taking a lot of lessons from other like legendary investors and some people I've met on Twitter, just trying to learn more about valuation. But I like really spend a lot of time on due diligence just to make sure that I'm looking for things with the ability to cover dividends and grow them for the long term. what's going to drive the business forward. And like, what are the company's competitive advantages? So do you have any, like, do you really look for like ETFs or are you looking for more specific names?
1: Yeah. So you know what? I do have ETFs and I do have, I have index funds. Um, When I'm looking at a dividend stock, like an individual stock, I like to stick with the blue chip stocks. Um, I like to see how long they've been around. Right. And then seeing if that dividend growth has increased over time. Um, And, you know, just looking at the, looking at the market, seeing like what is being consumed, what's been around for a long time. Like the other day I was like taking my makeup off and I looked at oil of ole that's the makeup yeah. where i use right and i looked at him like holy shit like this has been around since my mom from the philippines she's been using this brand you know what i mean so it's yeah, like, longevity exactly so i just start googling everything and i'll start reading and i'm like okay this looks good and then i'll put it on a watch list but
0: um is that l'oreal that does that one
1: uh it is yes yeah and
0: they've been around a long time and i'm i'm not sure if they're one of the international dividend aristocrats but that's something i can look into too
1: yeah you know what there's been yeah. that there's that meme floating around and i've seen it multiple times on instagram on social media that you know look at what your wife buys yeah <laughs> right like, look at what your partner buys like what is she buying you know what are the women in your life buying because they're like number one consumers and then you yeah see they, you they women drive
0: buy. the economy for sure
1: you know so
0: yeah yeah sometimes it's as easy as just looking in front of you and saying oh i'm recording this podcast on an apple device i just used an apple device to go down twitter where i met you like yeah sometimes the thesis can be that easy there's obviously more to it but sometimes the starting point could be that easy that it's just something you use every day and
1: yeah absolutely absolutely but yeah i i would dude keep doing what you're doing and spread the dividend love and knowledge I know. One of my girlfriends, she hit me up, and she's like, "Justine, I want passive income." So I was giving her all these ideas, and I was like, "You know, the easiest way is to invest, right?" Mm -hmm. And she's like, "I have to invest." I'm like, "You don't have to, but like, what do you want to do? Do you want to sell a product and 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 put it on Gumroad and have it passively sell, or do you want to grow your wealth through investing and then have your dividends reinvested, right? Like, it's like sleep money, girl."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and she, she doesn't want to put in the work so I was like you got to put in the work mama
0: <laughs> yeah and uh investing is like a scary world to people it, it really is to about everybody I've talked to about it they're just so like mystified and like overwhelmed by it and that's part of what I try to do online is just try to demystify and simplify this like what seems to be a crazy world but it's really as complicated as you want to make it yeah. I believe like The stock market, I believe, is just like one of the least discriminatory ways to build wealth. You can go to a job and they could discriminate you for a number of reasons, like what you look like, who you love, like the whole your disabilities if you have any, the whole nine yards. So to be able to just open up in the U.S. a free commission commission free account and just buy stocks whenever you want it, regardless of who you are, is pretty powerful.
1: Yeah, I love it. I love how you worded that. I'm, I 100% agree with you.
0: All right. Last thing I want to ask before I let you go. I've been noticing some of your health posts online and you mentioned how important your health is to you. And one thing that really got me was a uh, five day. Was it five day fast that you did?
1: Yes. Please explain
0: how that's possible because I wake up and I am just ready for breakfast within an hour. So (laughs) how did you do it?
1: So a five-day extended fast, I basically don't eat anything for five days, uh, which is 120 hours. I'll have water with salt and electrolytes, uh, black coffee, so no milk, no sugar, nothing. And then I'll have um, like a, an herbal tea, but that doesn't have any natural flavors. Like it's literally the purest form of the herbal tea. So um but mainly, dude, I stick with coffee, black coffee and water. Um, and when I'm hungry. My two favorite I, drinks. <laughs> yeah, seri- seriously, those are my favorite things. You, mm-hmm. you see me, I usually have water and I usually have coffee. Like those same are thing. Things.
0: And I take it black too. So same exact thing. <laughs>
1: there you but, go. Oh,
0: no, I get so hungry. T- I don't know how you do it.
1: <laughs> no. Okay. So couple tips. No. Okay. First yeah. of all, I started in 2019. Why I started, I wanted autophagy. To happen i was cancer runs in my family and autophagy kicks in you're basically flushing out all the old cells and you're making room for like the healthy ones and so my goal is to live a long healthy life not just a long life right yeah a couple of tips my friends number one start small like don't go into a five day if you've never fasted like start with 16 and what i recommend is have an, an early dinner and then keep yourself busy, go to bed. And then by the time you wake up, it's usually 16 hours. So, okay. so start small. And then from there you can start adding 18 and then 24, right? So you could start doing that. When you do an extended fast, keep yourself busy, keep yourself busy. Like you'll find yourself like when you're at home and you're just kind of twiddling your thumbs and you're close to the fridge, keep yourself busy, go for a walk, drink water and have some salt. Cause usually that's just really what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I've done this. I clear out my refrigerator, bro. Clear it out. I have, I leave no temptation, no mm-hmm. temptation. <laughs> so, you know, th- those are some of the quick tips that you can do and obviously do your homework and do the research and yeah, make sure you do that first. You know what I mean? But start small, keep yourself busy, clear out your refrigerator and move like get movement in, water, electrolytes, go for a walk.
0: (laughs) So thank you for those tips. So besides the autophagy, like you also build a discipline, like a mental discipline with yourself too. And I think that's powerful as well.
1: Exactly, exactly. That's what it comes down to. And you know what? I think my biggest health achievement that I'm most proud of is being able, was when I did my first five day extended fast. Because one, I developed that mental toughness and then I realized I'm like, oh my gosh, if I can go five days without food, I can do anything that I Pretty put my mind much, yeah. to.
0: So That's stuff.
1: yeah. Yeah. And also just the benefits of it, mm-hmm. mental clarity, you're super like wired and you're super focused and you're so clear. Like it's, it's so good for you. And you're like flushing out your body, which is also really important. Like everyone needs a reset, you know?
0: Yeah. I'm going to have to work on that. Well, thank you so much for, uh, <laughs> for joining me on Dose of Dividends. I thank you so much for the time. Um, do you have anything you want to say before we get out?
1: Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun. You know what? If if you all know anyone that is interested in a financial education program at your school site or with your family, like please reach out to me. I love helping families out. I love serving our students. Um, and everyone is deserves to have a a fighting chance at financial freedom and time freedom and location freedom so please reach
0: out (laughs) all right guys you can find her on miss financial fit at twitter thank you very much again justine i really appreciate it
1: thanks for having me have a great day